Hi, you're listening to Kate and Catherine. And we're going to show you how to find your Prince Charming so that you can finally live happily ever after <laughs> forever and ever. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. We are definitely not going to do that. We are sick of that story and it's a lie. It is a lie. You're listening to The New Truth, a modern woman's guide to extraordinary love. We are going to show you how the fairy tale love story stops you from experiencing the love you truly desire. Listen to hear how to break free from sacrifice and struggle in relationship. And learn the new truth about love in a way that you've never heard it before. We're so happy you're here. Keep listening. All right, my loves, we have an incredibly special episode for you today. The gifts and truths of turning 40. Kate Harlow is turning 40 tomorrow on May 12th. And I have a very, 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 very special request. Kate, oh my God, I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry. <laughs> what are you going to say? <laughs> More than anyone else in my life, you have taught me the importance of celebration in sisterhood. You celebrate me, you believe in me, you do this effortlessly. And as you listen, New Truth Podcast listeners, my request is to let Kate know the difference she's made in your life, an episode you've loved or why you love the podcast. You can share it in the group on our personal page. I'm not going to give out Kate's personal phone number on the podcast <laughs> right now, but this is really, really important. And in general, what you're going to get to hear today is Kate's celebration of her life so far. And also may you take from this the importance of acknowledging transitions, acknowledging how far you've come. Women are so often caught up in all the things they don't have or what hasn't happened yet and all that bullshit rather than really, really celebrating. And so I'm going to celebrate you for all of this episode. And I'm so grateful that you're willing to share this and that we get to hear from you because so many women, I mean, all ages are listening to the podcast. So wherever you are in your life, we hope that this brings inspiration to you acknowledging transitions because turning 40 is a big deal. Yeah. And uh, as I'm sure you'll say, a maturity that's emerged and more depth and connection to yourself and you are living your mission um, in your life. Your whole life has been about your work and the method you've created. So I am so excited to talk to you about this today. Oh, thank you so much, love. I feel so honored. Um, thank you for even having this idea of doing this episode and the words, like words is my love language. So I probably will die. <laughs> Lots of messages and love, but I appreciate you and the gift of this sisterhood, friendship, wife. Is this wife? Yes. <laughs> I am so it's, grateful. Yeah. This relationship has been so deeply transformative for me too. And I love how I mean, the most common feedback I hear about the podcast is how much people love how we balance each other and how different we are, but how same we are. And yeah, so I feel mm. super grateful to be here with you. So how are you feeling? Uh, emotional. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, super emotional. I'm feeling um, excited. Uh, it's interesting because when I turned 39 <clears throat> last year, <laughs> last May, that's when I started to actually panic about turning 40. And it was, I experienced it for about two months where my mm. saboteur was so loud and my saboteur was like oh my god you're doing life wrong you you know you're not married you don't have kids you don't and and I celebrate these things like my soul celebrates that I'm carving my own path and that I'm following my truth and that I'm not living by a scripted truth that I tried to live by when I was in my 20s and I you know, in my 20s, I thought for sure I would be married by 30. And I was, you know, trying to push my relationship into that. Mm -hmm. um, because all my friends around me were getting married and having kids. And my soul is, is just here for something different. And it's in my astrology, it's in my human design, it's so clear that my soul is here for something different than a lot of people. I actually a lot of souls are here for something different than <laughs> yes. the script that we've been, that we've been taught. But um, yeah, so I started to bump up against that and up against, you know, aging and noticing changes in my skin and my body and just like Regina, my saboteur wanted to take me down. And instead I was like, okay, I hear you. So I'm going to amp up my self-care and I've recently got my hormones tested and now I'm doing some hormone work to get into optimal health. And I said to my naturopath a few months ago, my goal is to be 10 years younger by the time I turn internally, by the time mm. I turn 40. And, you know, I turn, I amped up my skincare regime and I'm doing face yoga and I'm actually caring for myself deeper. So instead of taking that story and being like, oh my God, I got to go get some Botox or I got to, you know, starve myself or I got to do something unhealthy to beat myself up for where I am. I was like, oh yeah, I am getting older and aging is a thing. I think that our society is aging way faster than we should be because of technology, toxic toxins, stress toxins. Um, and so I do believe that we need to slow down and take care of ourselves. So I, I turned around the saboteur voice and just started to care for myself in a deeper way. Oh my gosh. It's so powerful to hear you say the initiation started at 39. So I imagine there's women listening at 39. And so maybe we could We'll reflect on the past year, but then I feel like there's something to be said about the past 10. Yes. Like Kate, you've had this amazing life and that gift. Cause I, you know, the truth of your saboteur doesn't go away, right? No. Like our ego mind doesn't go away. Your inner child doesn't go away, but the gift of true self-healing is you relate to yourself differently. So I love hearing you say, and I've watched you for the past year, do all these things and send me the face yoga videos. I feel like we need to explain face yoga for a second. <laughs> Tell the world what is face yoga. <laughs> okay. I just discovered it. It's so awesome. And they, the face yoga teachers, I follow this woman named Danielle Collins from um, the UK and her videos are so cute. She has a ton of free videos on YouTube and it's just like, it's an alternative to to surgery and to Botox and to all these things. It's a way to train your face muscles, how to work properly. And like, we, we work out our bodies, but we don't think about working out our faces. And so it's, it's amazing. You, it actually, they teach you self um, massage techniques for your face mm. as well. And a lot of this face yoga is based on acupressure points and um, it's super soothing and, and nurturing and um, comforting when you feel stressed out. A lot of them are calming exercises 
exercises. So yeah, I've been playing with that. It's been a fun experiment. Oh, so awesome. <laughs> so awesome. And you sent me before and after photos when you first started doing it of, and it's it made a huge difference. It's, it's really amazing. And yeah. the devotion, this is one of my other reflections for you. My experience of you is really devoted to your self-care. You know, like even to hear you say, here is my saboteur trying to take me down. And then I turned it around and made these decisions to commit to myself. And our whole mission is just, I was thinking about this with regards to hormones, actually. There's that phrase of just because it's common doesn't mean it's normal, right? When we think of like period pain and PMS symptoms, et cetera, and we're going to have a hormone expert on the podcast. So get excited for that, everybody. But that feels the true about everything. Like just because it's common that people get Botox doesn't make it normal. Just because it's common that everyone gets married and have kids doesn't make it normal or or the truth about your soul. And what do you want to celebrate about the past year? Start with that. Let's just start 39 to 40 and then we'll expand into your decade. (laughs) Okay. Well, the past year, well, obviously 30, I turned 39 during COVID quarantining And so it was an intense year for me as it was for most people, but similar to what I said about the skincare, my practice is not letting my saboteur lead. Like my saboteur is always there, you know, letting me know that the world's going to end and that I should just (laughs) give up now and that I should quit my business. Cause of course my business, I, I don't know how much I've talked about this, but I was a fully live event business before COVID. So I had retreats, we'll still have retreats in Greece. Um, but they've been on the, on pause for the last year and a half. I, so I do retreats in Greece. I do workshops, weekend workshops. I do live talks at, um, in Vancouver, but I also travel all around the world doing live talks. And that was my business. I did nothing online before. Like I I think I had like 400 Instagram followers and like, we just was not online before the podcast and before this year, really this last year. And so 39 for me was the year of pivoting, which it was for so many people, you know, and in, in a time of challenge in that way, when something is taken away from us, our saboteur thinks the world is ending the little kid inside thinks the world is ending and thinks that there's no other options and, or that we have to like settle or sell our souls or something like that. But what's really happening is every time something's taken away from us, whether it's a relationship or a job or our, or our work live event business or whatever it is, it's an initiation into the next level Mm -hmm. of ourselves. So this year, you know, I spent a couple months like, okay, uh, I'm just going to work out more. And like, I'm like, what? what am I doing? What do I do? And I had a beautiful, magical, serendipitous call with an old friend who I met in California, like you, who invited me to do a masterclass. She supported me to create it. She became my business coach and I created a five-day masterclass, which is funny. I just did my second one last month, um, but I've created a five-day masterclass where I taught my the five saboteur archetypes. And it was my very first time doing an online workshop and 140 women showed up and it was so good and so needed and so healing. And I had such great response. And then I, and then I sold out my next Greece event, even though we had to move it three times, (laughs) twice. Um, 
And so I was like, okay, I guess this is needed. And so I created a virtual retreat and then I created an online program called the reclamation. And I started to get into the online world and see the power also for myself. I've been doing a few little online courses on the side as well and see the power of online and how much transformation can happen at home too. And I had so much resistance to it before. So that was like the biggest gift is I got Mm. to initiate myself, I suppose, into being more in my Rahu in astrology. My Rahu is Leo, which I'm Leo is what I'm here to grow into. I'm here to grow into the queen of the jungle and being in the spotlight in a bigger way. And so I feel like that's what this last year. And then of course the podcast, my God, the podcast has been the greatest gift of my life, let alone the last year. And so the podcast was also now I'm in the spotlight. (laughs) Mm, Oh my gosh. This is so important to say. I mean, I was obviously intimately part of your journey, but for everyone to hear, right. You were all live. Everything you did was live and what a tremendous gift, right? Like the gift and the curse, I guess, of online, <laughs> online businesses with, with marketing and, and the freaking posting, but the gift that now more people have access to your work, that mm-hmm. people that never before would have been hearing you talk or being able to be in Greece or learn about the saboteur and the heroin work now get to, and yes. that is a huge, huge deal. What about personally, as you moved toward 40, so the saboteur went after you after you turned 39, (laughs) and then I've been with you at least over these past six months, as you've talked about how you've wanted to be celebrated and how you want to spend tomorrow and what it's meant to you. So personally, as you move toward 40, what do you want to say from this past year? Yeah. So, I mean, so much of that, I, I touched on it earlier, but the, the, this idea that I'm not where I should be. And, you know, it's really funny because actually I think back to my 30th birthday and I was with Charlie on my 30th birthday and we split up six months later. And I remember the first six months or so of being on my own, I kept being woken up in the middle of the night by my saboteur. I'm sure most women can relate to the middle of the night hijack. And she would be like, you're doing your life wrong. You're like, you're a loser. You have no, you're not married. You're not whatever. You're like an old maid (laughs) at 30, (laughs) which is so funny. So crazy. Now. And the irony is actually, it was probably not the first six months. It was probably just the first six weeks or so. It was like that initial transition into being totally sovereign on my own. I was living on my own for the first time in my life seems crazy, but Charlie and I lived together for five years and I always lived with roommates and my parents before that. And so at 30, like the first, first six weeks or so, I was really tormented about it. And then I dropped into my heroin and really like, to me, I I started my transformation journey at 25 because that's when I studied counseling, coaching, holistic wellness. I was deeply immersed in two years of, of transformational studies and I was having my awakening, but I don't feel like I really dropped into my heroin until I turned 30, until I left the perfect on paper relationship at the age when everyone else was married and having kids that I knew at the time. And I left that perfect on paper relationship, even though Charlie's such a beautiful man and such a lovely human and he has such a great family. And literally he was so great in so many ways. And he loved me a lot. 
but it just, something in my body was like, mm, and it was, it was expansion that I knew I needed to experience. And I felt contracted in our dynamic and we tried to shift it. We tried, we went to a workshop called sex, passion, and enlightenment. And <laughs> we fought the whole way home and like <laughs> used, used all the lingo against each other. <laughs> It didn't go well. <laughs> we we tried to grow in the relationship and I just felt like I needed to spread my wings. I just felt I was like so suffocated. So I left at 30 and had the courage and, you know, I felt that torment in the middle of the night, but then turns out it ended up being the best fucking time of my life. Like those three years of being single before I met Jeff I was so happy, like mm. so freaking happy. It like, I loved the freedom I loved because before I was a people pleaser and I was insecure and jealous in relationships. So I would cut off parts of myself to be in relationship and get him to cut off parts of himself. So it was so freeing to have my own place to, you know, I was traveling the world for work. I was speaking on stages. I was getting mentored to speak, to lead retreats and seminars by my mentor at the time I was coaching. I was totally stepping into my power, stepping into Kate Harlow before I changed my last name. I was really like becoming her and becoming mm -hmm. my heroine and unlocking all those parts of me that were locked away. And I loved my life so much. It was so freeing. And here I am at 39 and I'm not married and I don't have kids and I don't own a house and I don't have, I don't even have a car. And it's funny because when I first, we were talking about this episode beforehand and I, when I said that out loud, I felt like shame and embarrassment, but it's not, I don't not have a car because I can't have a car. Like I can afford to have a car. It's because I don't need one or want one. I walk everywhere. I use car share programs. Vancouver has amazing car share programs. And I love that. Like Vancouver is a really small city and I live in the hub and I just don't need a car. And all my best friends have SUVs. So we go on road trips and stuff. And so it's like, here I am defying all the, like everything we've been taught. I literally have none of it. I remember going to my 20 year high school reunion a couple of years ago. And I guess that was, when was that? Not last June, but the June before. And like everybody was like, are you married? Do you have kids? Like, and that's the only fucking question people asked. And I was oh. like, um, no, but I'm really happy. Like I love my life. I go to Greece twice a year. I have this amazing work that I do with women. I have the most extraordinary friends. I have a beautiful man who loves me so much. I have all these, this amazing epic life. I travel the world. I get to have these epic experiences. And it's so fascinating to witness, you know, even 15 years into my journey, that the saboteur still is constantly like, oh, you got to dim yourself down. You got to be like everybody else. Like you're doing life wrong. Mm. And it's like, but doesn't what matter, isn't what matters more that I'm happy and that I'm actually living a life that feels aligned and feels good to me. And so I think I don't, I feel like I took your one year question and turned it into 10 it's years. Great. <laughs> it's great. It's great to hear you. I couldn't just do one year. So, but the last, yeah, the last year was just like, oh shit. Okay. The world is different. Now I need to fucking, you know, strap my boots on and get going and, and actually rise to the occasion and rise to this next level of myself. And I know that I'm only going to continue to do that. So, uh, you know, I felt all the anxiety around turning 40 
I mean, a lot. And then I had all this anxiety because I was supposed to do it in Greece and it was supposed to be this magical experience with all my sisters and a retreat in Greece for myself. And it that didn't happen because of COVID. And so, yeah, there was disappointment around that. But now, I mean, I'm certainly creating the best experience. And now I'm, I'm looking at it as I'm walking through a portal, right? I no longer look at age as like, aging. Mm. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm 40. I'm turning 40. Like, no, I'm like, I'm entering the portal of 40. And I know for women who've walked ahead of me that 40, I mean, most women I talk to her in the forties are like the forties are the best. And then women in their fifties say the fifties are the best. best. (laughs) (laughs) But, and I certainly thought Mm. the thirties were the best compared to twenties. Like I, I hated my twenties because I was just an anxious mess, people pleasing freaking fantasy addict, but I loved my thirties. I really, really loved my thirties. Mm. And I, I, I can't even believe how much I've grown. My acupuncturist said to me the other day, she's like, Kate Harlow, I've known you a really long time. And I'm like, yeah, you have, she's been working. We've been working together for like 11 years. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And she's one, and she's a dear soul sister as well. And she's just like, you are a different human. Like you are absolutely a different human. And I feel proud of that because that's what I do for women. I help women unlock who they really are. And so many of us are like living this lie of, oh, I'm, yeah, everything's fine. I'm happy. Everything looks good on the outside. I'm doing all the things you're supposed to be doing, but not actually following our own compass and our own truth. And I'm so fucking grateful that Mm -hmm. I ended up on this path and that I had the courage to leave Charlie. I feel like that was such a pivotal time that I had the courage to leave the perfect on paper relationship to start my life, to learn how to follow my own compass so that I could create a life that I love and Mm. I'm still doing it. And I'm mark my words in my forties, I'm going to buy a villa in either Greece or Italy. That's my, that's my holding that. Yes, yes, yes. And may we still be doing the podcast when you're turning 50. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's so beautiful to hear you. And I, I keep hearing that quote in my head, the every next level of your life will demand a different version of you. Yes. And I also feel like when you turned 39, I started doing that joke I saw on Facebook that was like, it's level 39, yes. right? Level 40, level 41 instead of age. And, you know, one of the things that's really important, well, two things I want to acknowledge. One you moved this year. Yeah. Do you want to talk about that? And cause I think this whole, like, so you have the expanded love method expansion. Everyone has this kind of fantasy idea around expansion, right? Yes. Like you just sail into expansion, just like you sail yeah. into the sunset and live happily ever after. And why knowing your saboteur is so important, but also what it means to know resistance. Yes. And it was so, I mean, here I am having an unbelievable experience on the other side of a move as well in this past year, but watching you move into your apartment and then the gift of your apartment and like I'm sitting here watching you with like the spectacular window behind you um and so do you want to I feel like we need to acknowledge that for all the people that are like sometimes you outgrow your environment and that means something to you uh, to us too do you want to talk about your move yeah I think we're always outgrowing things and often don't allow ourselves permission to admit it And I was feeling like I was in this place before this apartment where I had the most 
extraordinary view. You got to experience it, like the most beautiful view of one of the most beautiful cities in the world. Ocean, mountains, 14th floor, like panoramic view of Vancouver, downtown Vancouver, the city lights. It was just stunning. We and started the, the bil- podcast in that little apartment. Yes. <laughs> we recorded our first episode in that little apartment. Yes. Oh my gosh, it was so <laughs> It was. And, but the building was crazy because there's a lot of people that live in it. It's a huge building. And my neighbors were... Um, yeah, not, they did not have a healthy relationship. Let's just put it that way. And they fought a lot. And there were all these little things that were nudging at me and they were like, oh, and it didn't feel good. And I had a conversation with my dear friend, Rochelle, who we had on the podcast, uh, or we're we're having on the podcast coming up. Um, She is a powerhouse, such a powerhouse. And she always gives the best advice, but she, I was just sharing. I was like, oh, this is so annoying. And then she was like, Kate, what? what are you doing? Like it's time to up level. And I was like, what? It's time to upgrade your place. You get, you need to get out of there. And I'd only been there for a year. And I was like, you're right. I do. And it just was an invitation. I needed someone else to reflect. Oh shit. I am settling right now. And so I gave my notice and here's the thing, like when we feel the call to leave a relationship, to leave a a home, to leave a job, to leave anything, a friendship, like when something has, when you've outgrown something, even clothes, when our clothes, we don't want, you know, we don't wear a certain number of our closet and our, our, your saboteur is going to want to hold on always. So I was humming and hawing about giving my notice. I did some muscle testing. If you don't know what that is, look it up. (laughs) I did some pendulum testing. I was like trying to get, you know, pulling angel cards, doing tarot readings to try and get clear. And the answer was so clear. I already knew it, but I was just looking for more evidence. (laughs) And um, so I gave my notice without having another place to go. And I, and so of course, right away, saboteur is like, you're going to be homeless. Like you're you're not going to find anywhere. Like you're an idiot. What are you doing? You're never going to find a place you love like this view. And so I would, all these limits were coming up and I was like, nope, I'm not going to like, so the, here's the thing, your resistance, your saboteur is going to get louder. The moment you step through the threshold, the moment you say yes to yourself, your saboteur will get louder. This is like when people, when people, women decide to come to Greece with me. And it's such a big decision to not just to, to come to the immersion, but the actual, like what's going to happen there, their saboteur gets so fucking loud right as they're making that choice. And even sometimes right after, cause it's like you're, 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 it, your saboteur's job is to keep your light dim because when you were a child and your light was radiant and bright and wildly expressed, you were shut down and you were told it was not okay and go sit in the corner and be quiet and all those things. So it doesn't feel safe to your saboteur to, to have everything you desire, to have the dream relationship, the amazing home, the beautiful career, whatever. Your saboteur is going to tell you it's not safe. So right away, my saboteur was like, you're going to be homeless. And then I was like, okay, let's worst case scenario this. Worst case scenario, I put my furniture in storage and I go live with my parents. I go live with Jeff. I go live with, like, I'm fine. I'm going to be fine. 
And so I did the worst case scenario. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to keep taking the steps. So the key is to keep following truth. So I kept following truth, even though Saboteur was there, I'd acknowledge her. I hear you. I get that you're scared. We're okay. And I would keep taking steps. And so um, I had a session with my healer and she was like, okay, tell me what you want. What kind, what, how do you want to feel? What do you want your place to be like? And I described my place to a T from what I got. And at the very end, I was like, oh, I'd love a view too, but but I know I can't have that as well. And she was like, what? Why can't you have it all? And I was like, oh, other places have views. Okay. <laughs> and then I, I ended up getting my place. There were 17 people here to look at it the same day. And I came in, the woman who was showing me was on FaceTime with someone who wasn't even here because of COVID and who was buying it or wanting a place from out of town. And so um, I, I looked through, I got the hell yeah in my body and then I got here and when I, I didn't even realize there was a view. And when I first moved in <laughs> and even the night before my saboteur was like, you're going to hate it. It's the worst. You're going to hate the neighborhood. You're going to hate this, hate that. Of course I didn't. As soon as I got here, I've like not thought about that place once. I freaking love this place so much. And I have this stunning view of the mountains and this gorgeous neighborhood and trees. And it's so, so beautiful and bright. And I didn't even notice the view when I came at that time. So yeah, that was one of my up levels this year for sure. And a big celebration. And for every woman, I mean, it's so, I feel like there was a New York Times article once that was like, women think they're old at 27. Like it was like, vote when you feel old. And what was so important to us to do this episode was to not only have everyone really continue to fall in love with you and get to know you. And for all of the women that are at, you know, this precipice or either right before or right after, but may we live a life that keeps getting better, yes. right? Like may we be willing to keep taking risks because so much of what the problem of happily ever after is we happily ever after gets projected onto everything. Yeah. Right. Happily ever after. Sure, Once sure. I find the perfect apartment, then I'm going to be all set. Yeah. Once I have the perfect weight, then I'll be upset. Once I have a baby, then I'll be all set. Once I find, you know, the partner rather than what I've watched you do. And the truth of your soul is like, you continue to let yourself grow and let yourself evolve. And you keep checking in with what's true. And that's right. what you've helped me do. Like you're the anchor for like, and is it true now? And yes. is it true now? Like, and yes. is it true now? And is it true now? And while there's that, like getting rid of all shame and judgment about aging, I think maybe partner it with the celebration of 40 also does mean something. Like we, we live in a culture that's obsessed with young that we actually throw away wisdom. Like I'm yeah. thinking of Sarah Wilson's episode that, you know, last December, Everyone go listen to that one too. If you haven't already frozen in fantasy to thriving in real life as a woman, like thriving in reality, like you 15 years on a path, thousands of women that you've worked with, thousands of hearts that you've touched and thousands of people that you personally have received from like mentors, healers, coaches, friends, like you, there, there has to be an ownership. And when I think of like Glennon Doyle in, in Untamed, like she wrote a whole thing about turning 40. Like there's just the, like, you stop giving a fuck when you're 40, yeah. <laughs> you know, like that, like everyone I know too at 40 has said that it's the best, but also because there's a new wisdom of, yes. of a new feminine maturity. 
And so what, like, do you want to say declarations of what you're calling in this decade? So of owning a villa um, is, is one, but this like, who, who are you excited about becoming? Like, what are your intentions? I love that. Yeah. I love Glennon Doyle so much. Yeah. It's, it's, it's wild because it's like our society tells us women lose their value with age, but the truth is we gain our value because when you have the wisdom and when you have the embodiment, like that's the biggest thing for me. I wasn't embodied in my twenties or even my early thirties. I wasn't even in my body. Mm. I was the only thing that lived in my body was anxiety, <laughs> not, you know, turn on and joy and expansion and, and feeling like I'm so deeply rooted in myself. And so my wish for myself um, for the next decade is that, that I just keep stepping more and more into the role model and which is my human design, what I'm growing into toward, as I move closer to 50. Um, but the role model and being able to really relax into um relax into having more space and more pleasure and more joy and more fun and play in my life, which are my favorite things in the world. And yeah, being able to do my work in the most relaxed way possible and the most easeful, pleasurable way possible. And my desire is to touch a whole lot more women with the expanded love method because it's so fucking powerful. I've yet to work with a woman who has not completely changed every facet of her life from the immersion, the reclamation, from reclaiming the truth of her soul and all these disowned aspects of herself. And I'm so proud of this work. And so, yeah, I guess actually creating a, a teacher training, that's like probably my, my biggest thing that I'll create in the next probably five years, maybe sooner, um, so that I can have other women who are passionate about awakening uh, women to the truth of their souls, be able to spread this work around the world and have it touch millions of women. Let's go big. <laughs> and so it is. And so it is. What do you want to say to the women who are feeling insecure about turning 40? Mm, it just gets better when you follow your truth which is the whole premise of this podcast. When you learn to listen to your heart and your truth and you, you learn to ground into who you are and your own desires and you separate your true desires from societal expectations, mm -hmm. it just gets better. So enjoy the ride. And if you're not in alignment with your truth and you're not feeling good and you're in so like overwhelming fear, and you're disconnected from who you are, reach out. The Reclamation um, is ongoing enrollment. You can sign up for the Reclamation anytime. That's my virtual program where women uncover their saboteur and reclaim the heroine of their life. Um, and also the immersion in Greece. Currently, I'm sure it will be gone. Yeah, it'll be gone very soon, but there's one spot left. I have two Greece immersions coming up in October, 2021 and there's one spot left. So join me. <laughs> and this, this whole, like when I think of the, for the women who are feeling 
not good about turning 40 or, or wherever you are in your life. One, we have an episode on that. So go back and listen to that. If you're struggling with thinking you're not where you think you should be, but it feels like this episode has been such a delicious invitation into remembrance like yes. remember that your soul came here for big things. Remember that you are not like other people. Remember mm -hmm. that you will never find the answers to who you are from other people. <laughs> uh, remember the gift of being a woman. Like mm -hmm. I, I remember, I mean, one, very few hope my wish for you is that you become the role model for also young girls. Yes. Like, yeah. like right now, think about this for a second. There are 20 year olds on Facebook, like where the new aspiration is to be an influencer. Like mm. that's as big as women are, as young girls are dreaming right. <laughs> rather than like, what about like inventing something or like running a company or going to freaking space, <laughs> like, or writing a book, like everyone you know, I believe every single soul has been put here on the planet for a reason that everyone has a purpose and that all of our life purposes are designed to be in service to humanity. Mm -hmm. And that when you continue to check in, like that is such deep courage to continue to check in. And is yeah. this aligned now? Am yeah. I being my authentic self now? Like where have I been lying to myself? And yeah. am I willing to let down the baggage of our society's conditioning. Because if you keep waiting for perfect circumstance, it's not gonna happen. If you keep waiting for someone else to decide that you're worthy and viable, it's not going to happen. The decision starts with you and then it becomes the only thing that's reflected back because you've just decided that that's what's going to be true. And what I've watched you do is you have the most extraordinary sisterhood. Mm. Like you have the most extraordinary sisterhood and I watch you continue to let yourself receive that's totally my edge 100% which is why I'm so grateful for our partnership because you model that so deeply and I think that's what if I mean I don't know jack shit about turning 40 but I do I do know that it is never too late to decide that you're worthy and viable. It is never too late never to decide late. the kind of life that you want to live. Never too late to claim bring calling in sisterhood and finding yourself no matter where you are in your life, you can make the best of your life, the rest of your life, the best of your life and meaningful. Yeah. Um, I've had women come like I, my, I think my oldest client was 68 and it's, it's never freaking too late. You are, I mean, your soul is meant to experience so much magic. If you're following the path that you has been carved out for you, the saboteur scripted life, you are missing the magic that you're here to experience. Like life and the universe is sending us blessings all the time. Does that mean we're not going to experience challenge? No, of course, challenge is always a part of it because that's how we grow and that's how we evolve. But there is so much magic that we're all meant to experience. And, you know, if I hear another woman say, oh, I just want what my parents have. Like, no, your soul is not, let's get your astrology done and let's get your parents' astrology done. I guarantee you they're different. Your soul <laughs> is meant for so, so much, like so much greater things. There's so much magic ahead of you. And yeah, just lean in lean into yourself, learn, get to know yourself. Like we spend our whole lives chasing this, 
these, all these things outside of ourselves, but like come home to yourself. You know, you're at the root of every relational challenge you have is you, your relationship with yourself. And the greatest gift that I ever gave myself was getting to know my own soul. I went from hating myself because I didn't even know who I was. And it wasn't until I learned the magic of who I am that I got to be in a place where I'm like, wow, I'm really cool. I can love myself (laughs) and I love my life and I love my friends and I have such an amazing life and allow myself to receive it and to have it because I got to know my own soul. I was only insecure and I was only, you know, accepting toxic relationships and toxic friendships and and shitty work situations when I was disconnected from my soul from my heroine yeah so that like that's it's the most important thing and life just gets so much more colorful and fulfilling when you learn to follow yourself it's really easy to hate yourself when you're trying to be someone else. Exactly. Like that is not the path to self-love and it's never too late. And I'm also thinking about that Joseph Campbell quote. That's like, if the path before you is clear, you're probably on someone else's. I don't know if you've ever heard that before. If the path before you is clear, you're probably on someone else's. And I guess I'll have, I'll say for all the people that are not anywhere near 40, like don't rush right? Like learn to be attuned with and in acceptance with where you are and have a vision, right? Because I think, I mean, I think about what Sarah, what Sarah said in the maiden to mother journey, like the maiden lives an inconsequential life. Like she's just in the, like, I'm going to live forever. Like this naive, like that's why we're all wonked out in our twenties because we're not, there's nothing grounding us in intentionality, Right. And to hear, like, even this to say, like, these are my intentions for the next, next decade of my life. These beautiful intentions of owning a villa and creating a teacher training. I feel like what I wished and what I never had truly until I got into personal development was somebody holding me and anchored to say, what's your vision? Where are you going? And to be able to answer that from the truth of my soul, not from what life, because lots of people have the ideas based on what life, right? And I want this and I want this and I want this and I want this as if you just should be handed it all. Like you can order a husband, although I'm a little worried that one day that's going to like be the case. Although I guess that is kind of the case in very bad ways, um, email order, um, husbands and brides. But anyway, I digress. (laughs) I'm getting a little, a little off track now. <laughs> oh my God. So loving, loving and accepting where you are and learning to have a vision, right? And Start you matter, have a vision for your life. And be a fucking rebel, yes. be a rebel. Like you are listening to this podcast because your soul is meant to fucking rebel against the grain. If you are wh- whatever age you are, If you are thinking you're not where you're supposed to be, that's the matrix. That's someone else's script because you're exactly where you're supposed to be. There's no accidents. Be the fucking rebel who's here to shine your light and to actually feel good. You know, it it is an act of rebellion to feel good. Most people walk around the world so stressed out, complaining, victims, exhausted, burnt out overwhelmed, sick. Like that's how most people operate and that's become the new normal. And so I invite you to get back in your own vehicle and and like get to know how it feels fucking amazing to be in your body 
you know, get back to feeling vibrant, no matter what age you are, take care of yourself in new ways, love yourself in new ways, honor yourself in new ways and be the rebel who walks down the street. So freaking happy shining your light because you're living a life that feels alive rather than dead. Most people come alive. Stop waiting for a prince to kiss you and and wake you up because that's not how it works. Your vitality, your well-being, all of it belongs to you. And I am beyond grateful that God wanted us to meet and that you invited me to do this podcast with you. The second biggest full body yes of my life. (laughs) (laughs) And I I'm so happy that everyone will get to hear this episode. I look forward to seeing all the celebrations that come in for you because that also, I feel like there's a, a generosity. Like we shut down our hearts actually when we withhold compliments and we, and we don't tell people the difference that they've made in our lives. Like I, I think I've written letters to all of my mentors every time something wonderful has happened to me and thanked them. You have taught me celebration. You've reminded me of the healing powers of sisterhood and my God, you have helped me have way more fun in my (laughs) life. You are the best thing that ever happened to me around that because I do not laugh as much as anyone as I do with you. And you came in when I was struggling the most. I mean, 2019 was the worst year of my life and boop, in pops Kate Harlow (laughs) inviting me to do a podcast and I love you. Happy birthday. Have the best day tomorrow that you feel so filled up with love and joy and celebration. And you mean everything to me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I love you so deeply. And And thank you to all our amazing listeners. I love you too. (laughs) So grateful for this community. I was just going to say that. And, And on top of that, the link for the reclamation. It's never too late. You're never too old. And all of that bullshit, set it aside. The reclamation is her 12 week, right? 12 week program of coming home to the truth of who you are, reclaiming lost parts of yourself and becoming your heroine. Wait, okay. What's your heroine's name? Can we hear about your heroine for a second? Oh, (laughs) little bonus minute. Um, My heroine was Kate Harlow. And before I created this method, I didn't even know I was in it myself. Of course I was, Mm. but I spent, you know, 10 years becoming Kate Harlow or nine years. Um, I went from Kate Irwin to Kate Harlow. Harlow was my great grandfather's middle name. And he was a really powerful, bright light and a preacher. And I'm a preacher and in a different way. And so I, Kate Harlow was my heroine and I stepped in a, a, a year before I started my business and a year before I became Kate Harlow, I got to know her. And this is part mm-hmm. of the process with my clients. It's like, who is Kate Harlow? How does she walk through the world? What does she believe? How does she carry herself? How to, like, how, how is she different than me? And I really stepped into her and claimed her and became Kate Harlow. And now my, I, I did a meditation um, a couple of years ago. Cause I was like, well, I feel like I've really integrated Kate Harlow. So I need another heroine. Cause your heroine's kind of like, it's like Clark Kent and Superman. Like it's your, you, you have this part of you that you always have access to. That's your soul. It's your, your most expansive self and your most powerful self. And this, so I needed a, another name to call on. And so I did a meditation and I, and the name that came through was Isla and Isla spelt 
the traditional way, most people spell it I-S-L-A. And that meant of the island. And this is before I was doing events in Greece. So islands didn't really mean anything to me at the time. And then I saw a different spelling that was A-Y-L-A, which meant moonlight in Hebrew. It meant light around the moon. And so I felt like, wow, that feels pretty fitting for my work in the world is just, and it's not just bringing light to our dark sides, but it's like light. My, the saboteur and heroin work is a fun journey. Like, yes, there's moments of, you know, discomfort or growth, but like, it's fun. That's, it's not a, you know, hard, painful, deep. It's, it's so fucking transformative, but it's light and it's playful and it's fun. And so I really feel like that name, it came through in a meditation. Mm -hmm. I felt like it was so fitting for the work I do in the world and who I am in the world. So I love that's that. my heroine. Thank <laughs> you for sharing that. And I'm so excited for all of the women who will join the reclamation. Happy, happy, happy birthday, Kate Harlow. This was the best. We hope you loved it. Love on Kate. Not only tomorrow, but how about for like a week? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next time. Thank you, love. Hi, it's Kate. Thanks so much for listening to the New Truth Podcast. For more of Catherine and I, come hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group. We are in there. That's where we're sharing all about our programs and our free workshops that we do. Um, you can come join us there and ask as many questions as you want about the podcast episodes, about dating, relationships, any struggles you're having out there. We would love to support you. So come hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group and we will see you soon.